Apocalypse Rock Chapter 2 5 a.m. Doug Shasta squinted his tired eyes and shuffled toward the thing across the rocky beach. He hadn't been able to sleep for at least the past couple weeks. He'd had insomnia before, and he knew the drill, so Doug decided he'd do something useful with his sleepless hours, rather than just laying in bed, getting overwhelmed by a day that hadn't yet started. That's how Doug had ended up at the dock in the rain at 5 a.m., stapling posters onto the large notice board next to the passenger waiting area. Anyone who arrived or departed the island using the ferry couldn't miss them. He'd recently created some bright yellow promotional material for his one-man IT consultancy, which he'd renamed to No Job Too Small. He decided on the yellow because it was cheerful, and maybe also, he thought, it might help him stay awake. There was a distant flash in the periphery of his vision as he stapled up the last poster. It could have been a reflection off the wet rocks, but there was no light out there to begin with. He yawned. Through the darkness and heavy rain, there came another tiny flash. Doug turned to look, and a soft glowing pulse winked back at him, inviting him down to the beach. So Doug went, and now here he was, squatting in front of it. In a nest of seaweed sat a small cylinder, not much bigger than a pack of gum, glowing dimly. It reminded Doug of the glow-in-the-dark stickers he'd plastered all over the ceiling of his childhood bedroom of stars, planets, astronauts, and galaxies. The harder he looked, the deeper it all became. A clammy wetness crept through the creases of his worn-down jacket sleeves. Everything around him was a choked spectrum of dark blue blacks and greys, flat and mute, but made vibrant by his mind as it struggled to make sense of his surroundings, like each dark blob was hiding something. Doug pulled out his phone and tapped its small flashlight on. The cylinder's glow went out as the acrid white light passed over it. It was now a glossy obsidian black. Hundreds of thousands of tiny specks sparkled below its surface. Etched across the cylinder's equator was a flawless line. Inscribed on either side of that, and so fine that Doug could barely see it, was what looked like writing in an alphabet that Doug didn't recognize a series of perfectly hewn tiny angular slashes interspersed with dots and dashes. The markings made the glass cylinder look futuristic, almost otherworldly, but ancient at the same time. Doug looked out into the darkness, his night vision temporarily ruined by the light. Behind him was Sternum Island Village. Here he knew everyone, all the gossip and rumors, the roads and trails that cut through the forests and mountains. In front of him, through the downpour, far over the subdued sea, was the mainland, the vast continent, its cities, towns, highways, stretching out forever. He knew exactly where he was. He shuddered as a chilly gust of wind came in from the water. Doug looked back down at the cylinder. Hesitantly, he reached out. It was almost weightless, as if it might float away in the wind. Much colder to the touch than he expected, Doug rolled it around in his palm, then held it out in front of his phone. He took a picture. The screen flashed but lit up in pure white, 
Doug tried a couple more times, but the same blank screen came up. Doug's retina was imprinted with vertical rectangles. After blinking in the dark for a while, his night vision returned, as did the dirty green glow of the cylinder. Doug checked the time. It was 6 a.m. He made his way back to the top of the rocky beach and sat down on a log. He listened to the rain and let his groggy mind drift. Leaning forward, he put his face in his hands and let out a deep sigh that turned into a yawn. A buzz came from his pocket. It was a message from his friend, Bear. Heading to cafe, you coming? Doug replied. On a job soon. See you at town hall tonight? As he went to lock his phone, he noticed a new app. A black stylized S logo ran across it, like a lightning bolt. He didn't recognize it. Doug tapped the icon, but nothing happened. He deleted it, but the app appeared again. He tried deleting it again. It reappeared. Doug let out a frustrated sigh, which again turned into a yawn. He started his way through the dark, back toward the village. Apocalypse Rock is written by me, Nate Bidzinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Thanks for listening.